0: Thank you. And that was a beautiful piece by Montati Masibi called Afro Piano. Tune in to more of our conversation with Cornel Fanyan from A21,
1: coming up next. We've got various task teams within each province, and then the Hawks would be the unit within the police force that Um, of of focusing on human trafficking and to combat that and they do the raids, um, etc. So, the Department of Justice is really focused. Um, You'll you'll see that the minister is is often talking about um, human trafficking um, as well, which is amazing. Um, And he's also, uh, he knows about the work of A21, he supports it, um, and he's very thankful for the work that we're doing. Um, obviously, we're not the only anti-trafficking organization. Um, there's various others, but um, yeah, the, the the various countries, and even with the law, they are accountable. They're accountable to the United Nations um, High Commissioner of, for Human Rights um, Court, basically, and so through through that, it keeps all the countries accountable, because with the trafficking in persons report, it reflects what a country is really doing and what they're not doing. And so when they're not meeting the requirements, um, they are subject to be restrictions on non-humanitarian, non-trade related foreign assistance from the United Nations. So then they're sort of cutting off their supply of support from the United Nations. And so um, yeah, once again, we really believe that you know, even in the, the past three years, there has been ground taken in the sense of governments departments are looking at working more towards combating trafficking um, and and making the efforts that people are being trained. Obviously, you know, there's a lot still to to be done, and that's why we really want the Can You See Me campaign to be launched throughout the country where government departments can fund that. um, That there's billboards in every single community that people know about the the hotline number. It's a resource that the public can use because it's training them to do victim identification. You can use media channels then to um, communicate the campaign, communicate human trafficking. You can have various stakeholders on a panel where it can communicate to the nation that we're doing something about human trafficking here are the protocols um and yeah it's just that everyone then plays a part in reporting but i think you know because of past experiences people are reluctant to report any crime because they feel like nothing's happening yeah um but or just to give you sort of
0: all their cases are not being you know taken yeah taken seriously serious yeah. See, you know what I mean so now the, 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 that's where it goes to the law enforcement like that's why I'm saying we have to be accountable we have to make our law our law enforcement or just our police accountable mm. for everything that happens in each community it's not even just like one individual one people or a group mm. or an organization that should be it should be a public it's, yeah it should be an, of interest essentially. Mm-hmm of like the public to think because these are like these are your kids like I can't just based on you know yes I can be sharp about you know and be aware of all these issues or how the the, the usual information that you know about like what are the signs yeah. that you can but it, another person who's not informed will wouldn't be yeah. able to you know be aware or just know what it is, what's happening, because you're also confused. Like I always I was, I gave you the example of the incident that happened to me, and when you're in that position, you really think you're not thinking about, you're not yeah. about like what are the preventions of that. You're thinking about, oh God, I'm so confused. What is happening? What's this? What's yeah. and that's specifically to you know kidnapping, but like. You know, you never, you don't, you don't know what is happening. You mm-hmm. actually have to. It was just like by luck that I, my instinct, like it just yeah. it told me. Is like it was just random because it it happens so random where a car just pulls up, and you can see it just stops in front of you, and you're just like, yeah, what is happening? What's happening? So I could so I immediately saw what's happening, and I decided so. to run and make noise. That's what saved me. Yeah, I mean, like. Yeah. I was so, luckily I was so aware of what was happening that I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm going to just make, let's make noise, just scream. And because it was on the yeah. road, there was houses, neighborhoods. So people were in their gardens and in their side, so they could hear. No way! Wow. Really, and they noticed that actually I'm screaming and I'm making a, a, rat, a like a, I'm, I'm literally losing my mind. And Ew. and it was just like, the guy literally said, leave her. Literally said, leave. And they they drove off. Car because how that I was right? It's so scary. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Luckily, I could remember like as I was running. Okay, I, I remember the color of the car. Couldn't really remember mm-hmm. the number because I was running.
2: Yeah.
0: I can't look back, or you know, I'm not trying to like you know stop my my flow. Oh wait, running. I have a to do list. You know, oh. just to check the what point. Nationality all the way i had to run because i was like there's no <laughs> way that I'm stopping. i could just see it's a blue car and you know if i have to report it i know it's a blue car and the type of the car it is the it was yeah that's what literally yeah. could get out of there but the rest of the time i was just thinking to myself oh my goodness had they caught me i would have been in wreck. like it, i could not even imagine it that's how like unbelievable it was. like my i was just like oh my goodness what's happening Gigi,
1: run Yeah. Well, the other thing that could help with that is even if you don't remember the number plate, there's cameras in the streets, Um, you know, and even if you know the area you were in and sort of the street name, that's already a help because then street cameras can be traced. Yeah, I never, I would never
0: go to that road ever again.
1: <laughs> like, I don't go there. <laughs> yeah, trauma like, over again.
0: Trauma and also just like, it, it's ter- it's terrifying to go back. And I don't want to think about doing it that alone because I was at the time, as you see, I was by myself. So mm. luckily I was screaming. And that's another thing where it's like, if
1: you're alone, how do you yeah. say in that
0: situation? Like that's-
1: on, on that, as well, one of the things we teach in high schools is don't walk with your earphones because if you had music in your ears, you would not know they're behind you, yeah, and they grab you know so it's like whenever I'm in a public space, I like keys, phone, front pockets, not in the back, and I'm super vigilant about my environment um, just because you just have to be you're a woman you know that's one reason um and it's just like people will take chances you know human trafficking doesn't look like oh what's your bank account what's your qualifications yeah they see a person that's vulnerable uh, you know we've had someone that was addicted to drugs and the trafficker said i can help you get off drugs you know uh, to traffic this person just for the next 7 years in the sex trade Do then you, you can have it's manipulation it's it's looking at you know even in our communities who are the people that's vulnerable the children that there's no parents at home or, or they're not sober enough to take care of the child, yeah. um, the child's roaming around. Um, How's a grandparent going to defend a child when they're being grabbed? Um, yeah. So it's, it's like, we need to think of these different things. Like there's kids that run away. There's, now there's a person that's desperate for a job or they need food or they need shelter. And even just now with COVID stuff, You know, so even just, you know, yes, there's officials that's going to people's homes to do the actual tests, but then there's people posing as if they're from the government and then they also recruit people. Or they might say, we're from an NGO, we're going to, we have a feeding scheme. And that's another way people are being tricked. So yeah, human trafficking is not the big guy with the tattoos and the keychain that's going to just abduct you. It's a subtle It's through the everyday life things we're used to. We want to be in a relationship. You want a job. You want to better your skills and studies. You're hungry because you don't have a job anymore. You know, it's the everyday stuff. But it's like I mentioned earlier. It's the things that the individual or the recruiter won't say or will communicate. And you're like, whoa, there's the warning signs. You can pick it up in the conversation. Oh,
0: wow. And I wonder, like, what, what, what else, like, what other schemes that they are that we don't know about or we're not aware of? Because social media is one thing and, you know, them just grabbing you or them trapping yeah. you in a way of, like, job interviews and stuff. But what are the other, like, ways that they do, what they do that, we, that people don't know about? Like, what else is there? Because I saw that there was like other like um, like there's there's different types of human trafficking like there's sex trafficking there's labor trafficking there's but what are the others that many people overlook? I think that's yeah. What would what what would that be?
1: Well, if you just look within our own country, is you get various different cultures and practices. Now, Ukutwala is one of the the ways that people can hide human trafficking, basically, is if you look at the legal side of things, you need to be a certain age, you have to give consent, your parents have to give consent, and the magistrate has to give consent that you can marry the significantly older person. Now, a lot of times, um, people have now within the trafficking trade has manipulated that, and they're forcing the girls to, to get married or maybe an uncle in the Eastern Cape sees, oh, my niece, I'm going to sell her for 8,000 grand to this individual that's like 60 years old and she doesn't want to get married. She wants to go to school. She wants to go to university and she's forced to then uh, become someone's bride. So it's like, it's, it's looking, you know, what's their consent? What is her age? So there's so many different factors with that even that's, that's playing a role um, where someone's religion, Um, culture can be used sort of against them or there can be manipulation that's taking place Mm. and the reality is you're also going to get individuals that's not going to be strong enough to say no to a job opportunity because they've been sweet talked by someone yeah and that's guys angles you know we've we've seen a lot of males males being trafficked for um in factories, on shipping vessels, you know, 13 or 15 people rescued at a time. Um, So it's, yeah, it's pretty much really, if you think of the everyday life stuff, someone can just slightly manipulate it and it, it comes back down to someone's tricking you into believing something else or that they have your best interest at heart and they actually don't, they just want to sell you. Mm -hmm. Um, we've even had a case in in Greece where a a guy went as far as posing that he's falling in love with a a woman and then he would marry them and then they will financially struggle and he will say okay I'm gonna leave you with this lady where this lady then sells these women as sex slaves and he's already gone on to recruit the next woman um, because he's getting payment out of it so it really takes any form and you depending on how desperate someone is for whatever their need is
0: so then who are the people that are like because some people are they do this work for people so how do we then get to like the main source the main predator the person that's really like funding you know other people in doing or partaking in this behavior like how do yeah, they? So how do then we how do we trace
1: that so that all comes that's where we have to rely on the survivors sharing their story and and sharing the details because to give you an example we had a case also in greece where um because the survivor spoke up they tracked down a trafficker that they estimate trafficked about a thousand women within greece now remember they see you as a product one person they sell at least on average 30 to 40 times a day we had a survivor that had to service 110 men per day that's seven men every single hour that she has to act like she wants to be with those individuals as soon as she doesn't service them well there's complaints from the customers and she receives physical beatings or food gets withheld from her or well they don't really get paid much Mm -hmm. but once again, the whole cycle goes on, and so be, that's where we're going to get the traffickers. Is when um, either a recruiter is is captured and they confess what the trail is of who's the the head of the the pact. Uh, obviously, there's multiple different people that's trafficking. You know, that's the head syndicate, if you want to say it like that. Um, but then you get the recruiters or the smaller type of traffic. It's like a business industry. It's Mm -hmm. really like-
0: Like casual. Literally, it's like a constant thing that
1: can happen. Yeah.
0: That's so insane. And I don't know how else, like, do they, do you have, like, do you ever have like reporters that, or reports from, to you guys about like, what to do and then do you guys take it to the police? Or do you take that victim, or you take matters into your own hands and take that victim victim in?
1: So whenever whenever something, um, say for instance, someone, we've had victims phone the the hotline and we could telephonically guide them to the nearest safe place. And then we have um, like the hawks, they will go out or police officers, that will go out and go and get the person or... Um, we will be in communication with the potential victim that's currently in this situation. And we will find out when is the best time to send the police in to actually rescue the person um, that the, the trafficker, well, the, yeah, the recruiter can be actually caught off guard. So it's all strategic. It's all, every single case is unique. It's not cookie cut. This is the only way it's going to happen all the time for this specific trafficking. And that's why we also have a victim-centered approach. We don't treat every single survivor the same. We will evaluate whether their needs where you know, obviously, depending on nationality as well or culture. Um, there's so many different things you have to consider when you're dealing with a potential new survivor or... Um, yeah it just with a existing case or current case that just came in so but yeah once again it comes back down to your network and everyone working and playing their part uh, like your you know your hands playing a part on your body your yeah. foot is playing a part on your body we can't do it separately we have to do it collectively
0: yeah definitely definitely so then i guess my 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 like one of the last questions i have is then what can we how can we not get distracted in, you know, in the attention for highlighting this like this issue? How yeah. can we not be distracted as like society and the public in, you know?
1: I think from personal experience, if you evaluate any injustice or any issue, people grow very quickly numb to the hurt and the pain. That someone else is going through, because then everyone becomes very internally focused. Um, for yeah, yeah, and it's a long-term journey. It's not just a oh, okay. I did something, and on I go with my life. It's it's a long-term journey. Committing to the government, government committing to its nation, civil society, businesses, schools, university, having. Not being just filled with a lot of content, but actually having tools that's going to be beneficial to a grade five student when they're older, or even now when they're on social media, knowing what is digital safety um you know um the other thing is 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 getting behind like we mentioned, you know going to your community groups or leaders like um just for an example in table alone we once were invited to an event and we found out there's like over 200 non-profit organizations and um you know clubs and groups just in that one small community and so it's finding out who is your ward counselor where are the committees at where can we as the youth get involved to raise our voices be part of the solution it's never a here we are going against what's already existing it's coming together and everyone being open what has been and how can we make it better together because they need the youth insight and you know we're young we want to um develop things we want to make our societies better and they need us just as much as we need their wisdom um to take things forward. So that would be a massive win, I, I believe. Um, get involved, volunteer. Maybe you can volunteer at the one organization for a time period, or maybe they have a mesh of function that you can help with. Um, bring awareness, print out flyers about human trafficking, hand it out, have conversations. Um, and a lot of those organizations you'll find also need to be made aware um they may not know much about human trafficking or they've never heard of it and just because we know something doesn't mean every single person in our country knows it um because not everyone's access to to the knowledge is that easy
0: yeah so i guess that's when we can have like plug with public service um platforms like tv on television radios to do that work in putting more awareness about that, even just, just discussions, like having discussions about it, goes mm-hmm. a, go- a long way, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I I think I you've covered a lot throughout this <laughs> <laughs> throughout this session. I, I appreciated you like well. I appreciate you, you know, spending your time and um, informing us about that about this issue. Because mm-hmm. I did. I was but i was scared to first like um address it but i was just like you know i have to because a friend of mine recently she was just telling me like i don't know what happened something happened on her end and she was just like i need you to really address this situation prior to you know sure yeah thank yeah. you yeah if, so you know,
1: if you have that nego Nico- that you need to do something do it like it it makes a massive difference and you know like i said earlier let's continue you know if if you're open to it we can do more podcasts um go more specific, like where you focus maybe on children or then teens or then university students or opportunities or the type of trafficking so there's so many different avenues you can go in about the topic. But um, yeah, I think it's also, you know, maybe in the next one listing various um, platforms that mm-hmm. the youth can get involved in that they know about the organizations that's currently available. Um, or if they want to start, they can start small A-teams across the, the their community, deciding, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to We want to be trained. We want to understand human trafficking. Let's to hop on, do a Zoom training, and then you know equip them with the knowledge that they need and the digital resources that's available. Mm -hmm. Um, I know we can't be as active in communities regarding physically being present, but once again, who's in the school? Who's got a newsletter? Are there parent WhatsApp groups or? student whatsapp groups they've got online studies at the moment maybe it's challenging the students to do a bit of research and then them sharing hey this is what i learned about human trafficking or using the education program that we have that's very game orientated where you're learning about safe and unsafe communication touch secrets you know what does it mean to you to have a healthy relationship and even just having that like i think the youth is looking where they can have the conversations and also learn from the previous generation and the experiences.
0: Definitely. I think also something that you used to talk about schools and putting it in the um, curriculum, school curriculum. We used to have like in my um, school or high school, we, just, we used to have talks where there's just one day or once a week, um, as whichever the topic is, if it's about rape or whatever, or whatever, whichever issue it was, a person or a representative that works in that profession comes in and speaks to us as like the whole school about this issue mm-hmm. and the problem once a wow. week, given if it's just out of one assembly, if they could do that sure. in schools or, you know, okay, maybe not universities, but, you know, just from like primary high school, if they had like mm-hmm. constant talks, they, we call them talks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Real talk sessions.
0: Real, real talk sessions about like reality, instead of us just, yeah. you know, um shying away. Turning, yeah, and turning a blind eye. Like, yeah, people, like especially high school students, they are aware of certain things. You know, they know what is yeah. happening. If you just, i like, think about it, I was yeah. high school was like, wait, I was sixteen, and we having these talks, and we were all talking about it, because when. When you go to class you remember what's been said like oh my goodness we had that talk earlier on where this is what's happening and this was this is the situation so yeah it's important especially in school curriculums because especially life orientation i should point out Mm. they should be constant
1: oh yeah for sure and that's the thing like even with um in the western cape we've submitted our education programs and you can tie that into the human rights thread you can tie it into the sex education because they cover relationships you know how do you get recruited through the lover boy method so there's like so many different elements where you can tie in human trafficking um within the education system or in conversations really mm. i
0: guess, i guess that the 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 that's the only like w- what other direction can we go at where can we what else can we do besides what we can now you know that's why i said it's so important for me like even if it's like what you just i'm, I'm glad that you gave me the, like the platform to and asked me or the opportunity to continue doing it persistently not just like a one sort podcasting um or sort of you know session but like constantly doing different types of because that gives, inf- like, that gives a different side and also a different information about, you know, what you specifically should look at instead of just, yeah. oh, human trafficking. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> just like, you need to break down what it is so that people do know yeah. what it takes. Because mm. it only just doesn't happen. It's not like a, a only women, you know, face this oh, issue. So just like yeah. the men, like men that are looking for a job or to be, Please, yeah. to be afraid, you know, they taken in and it's, it's insane. Like I've, 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 I was reading the, um, there was another case years ago, um, a lady and she wasn't from here, but she was trafficking people this side oh, wow. illegally, um, but she's in jail now. She's, she, I think she has life imprisonment. Or some something like oh that. Gosh. She had to, because what she was doing, it was like woman, woman, three Mozambican women. There was a huge case about her. And then they would had to, with cooperation with Mozambique, they were able to take them back some way or show, but that was bad. Was like This is insane. Once again, why can't we, you know? And I'm like one person that I had to search that. I didn't find with yeah. the news, or you know, I had to look for, yeah. it.
2: and you yeah. know, people don't have
0: access to. Not everyone has access to internet, and most in most cases, the people that are trafficked don't have access to information mm. or don't have the resources that we've been mm. speaking about.
1: Exactly, yeah, and that's the thing. Like they, um, a lot of times they use women to recruit because they've got that like motherly so, uh, like, figure or presence that they can portray, yeah. but then if you look at the uh, false relationships, males are more used with the girls, um, but then it can also be vice versa, it depends, but, yeah, it's, um, it's all tactics, like, uh, it's a psychological game, um, and, like, yeah, it's, like, we also had a, a a case where we found a a note that an experienced trafficker wrote to a new trafficker that was come up and coming and he basically gave him like 12 different points and the one point stated like you make sure that you own their spirit soul and body like there was full on um, like he gave them tips like you always make sure that they respect you and you use it through force and threats like it was all these like It's pure evil. I swear. Yeah, <laughs> it's, definitely. It's insane. It's yeah.
0: And they keep them so they keep them
1: Yeah, it's a control control your it's like if you look at a, a dog that has been abused yeah, they will shy away, look down, won't make eye contact. It's literally they treat humans like that. They make you be submissive to them, and you only obey them, like yeah. no one else. If, Nobody. If, else. if the yeah, if the trafficker says sit, you sit. They literally sit down, and then they'll or they'll lie down. Like it's you know it's insane that a person can do that to another human.
0: Yeah, and um, are you guys looking to? go further like or have um because you're the only you're the only um eight well 821 the campaign it's only i've only seen that it's only in cape town but do you guys are are you guys planning to have other headquarters amongst like other countries or just this is the base in africa for you guys
1: At, at this point it is the base like we've only been going pretty much for seven years here now but um We believe that, obviously, as we grow as a team, because we're a very small team um, across the three different departments, we believe that we'll eventually, you know, be located in African countries. But we obviously, we're growing and making sure that the existing offices are healthy. And then out of that, as we grow, more will be established. Um, and, And, yeah, it also has to line up with, our capacity as A21 globally, where we're at, finances, because everything is fundraising, um, and that's how everything runs, and it takes a lot of money to to host or set up an office. Um, And then you also need to look within the country itself. Like, it doesn't help we, for instance, you promote, can you see me in a country, but there's no proper unit to rescue people. There's not enough safe houses where the survivors can go and make sure that the programs are actually effective because then they just they might experience second degree trauma. So there's so many different elements that you need to look at the structures, what's established, what can be improved, and also um, where can relationships be built with government departments as well. So. Um, But yeah, we have teams across South Africa, which is small teams that assist with awareness. um, And we've trained them on doing general presentations, school presentations, running a Walk for Freedom each year. Uh, There's actually one in Kempton Park um, this year. It's on the 16th of October. But... um, because of COVID last year, we did an online version of Walk for Freedom and we sort of took it into people's homes where they had a one hour broadcast that they could review. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll just see how the plans look like for the rest of the year and where we're going to go with that. And that's a practical way for you guys as the youth to also get involved, network with people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think
0: I think that would be great because also programs a lot of times youth like to be active in something active and stuff I know covid is delaying that but I'm just saying that people do like practical. to active, yeah and see it and go into training and you know just finding more preventative ways in helping solve or helping just do away with this because it's, it's 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 just it's it's crazy that it continues and it's been it's not something that happens just yearly. Just alone yeah. last year. The statistics I'm sure were insane as well. Like think about it. What's yeah. happening currently in South Africa of women being killed and you see, there's so many yeah. issues on top of so many issues that we they're all like they're like, all intertwined. They all intertwine. And most of the time is that what, what a habit that we have, a lot I've noticed that we have is that we we tend to just like, we tend to focus on one thing, or one specific thing until it's not. Until it dies down, yeah. you know what I mean? Until there's no trend on social media about it, or until oh yeah, you know, and we fall back, in that sense, because when that happens again, it's just like, why are you surprised? Why yeah, is nice? exactly. you did yeah, it's
1: everyday consistency if you see th- if you think about the everyday person how disciplined are they really yeah to, it's it's not neglecting what people are doing but it's it's thinking of like if if you are not a person that likes fitness and you have to get into a routine and be disciplined enough to do it it's going to take a while um, and there's going to be inconsistencies, but sometimes people are not even, in cons- uh, even consistent with a relationship or with working on themselves or um, being on time at work or whatever it might be. You know, it's like there's little things that people are not consistent with um, and then you get other people that's really disciplined. So it's, you know, it's, we are very much as humans driven to be emotion led versus, sticking to the decisions that we make and knowing that it's going to make a difference for someone.
0: That's why I always say that there's these these other things that are distracting. Like, they mm. social media is distracting in the sense that, like, just what we focus on or what we prioritize based on, you know, just, just pictures. I know it's pictures, but, like, if we really were those, we could use it for, like, a real yeah. change instead of just, like, posting selfie about like what you know yeah what you're doing does this picture make your world better (laughs) (laughs) does it really (laughs)
2: well
0: you know and think about it yeah just based on like your followers and like it's it could be a a positive weapon it's just that like we're just distracted or we're being manipulated and thinking that this is what you should be concerned about and do basically because it is some sort of control you know exactly yeah instead of just you really think about okay actually what's why is why don't we talk about the cyber things that take place in social media the distractions like even just the scams Mm -hmm. just to scamming you know just down to that so imagine if they're scamming and if we can scam people via that how would they be able to do that easily (laughs) just by trafficking somebody or just trapping a kid. And also the age yeah. um I was like the policy what's the the policy of yeah. age that a person's can have these platforms because when you're 13 years old I think well, I don't know what's the the what age you have to be in order to be in Facebook or to get a Facebook account. But I think that that's like, 16 Sixteen, you see, a sixteen year old you, that person's still in high school. And yeah. that, still a child and they're still yeah. vulnerable to, you know, being
1: exposed to predators doing the most. Yeah. So But that you know I, I often say this to to parents is we we grew up knowing you don't bring strangers into your home or you're not talking to strangers at the park. But then we, you're allowing your children to allow strangers through their phone into their bedrooms to influence their mindsets
2: Jackie. and
1: force them to do activities. And But parents don't know how to, because social media is so new, if yeah. you look at it, parents have not even figured out how to use it or how do you set boundaries on social media? My kid is bratty about this or that. Or So it's like, there's so many different elements, and that's why we brought out the parent guides that they can evaluate. Is my child being groomed because their behavior changed to A, B, C, D, E? Yeah. Um, yeah. What are the mannerisms? How will someone talk to you on social media if they're grooming you? You know, What are the, the words they're saying or not saying um, or things that don't line up? And that's where it's the parent's responsibility to learn about it, versus saying, I'd rather not know, and I don't want to expose my child, that's awesome to decide that, but then you won't see when your child's being groomed.
0: Yeah, especially even just monitoring their phone, like their their phones and stuff, especially um, high school, is because most kids, like 13-year-olds now, have phones, and Mm. most of the times, the things that, like, take place, well, (laughs) six-year-old, yeah, iPad, look at that, iPad, the information that they see. You know they just yeah. anything, and it's like it can go into yeah it's it really is true, and we're in an age where like right now, the internet mm-hmm. is like everybody is on there, yeah, so yeah, that's where I think the government should now take the responsibility in ensuring that internet service providers alert, show, or there should be a system that they can fund as like yeah. To, Aside from like our budget, they take your budget from a side where you put in like a, a fund that will be that will enable people to your internet service to alert and show or track yeah. down any like incident that you see and then also mm-hmm. notify us, the public. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so many media like broadcasters, mm-hmm. um, you know, the te- on just television, even just like our national. SABCs, all those, you know, they, they yeah. can, it's possible. Yeah. So I don't understand yeah. why they haven't still done so. There's no use just yeah. an advertisement for like a, a short minutes every three months, mm.
1: and then you yeah, get no. It. no. They I mean, should do those Eskom Eskom alert ads. Exactly, you know. <laughs> the system is <laughs> under the strain. Stage,
0: you know, <laughs> they they can put up, you know, how what stages we are in. Load shedding stages are in, but they can't put in what like trafficking you know, stage. you know, or what's happening. <laughs> it should be. It's like it's a public. It's an it's a Announcement. Yeah, it's a public. Yeah. because we also want to know what what's happening to our kids, what pe- what's going through. Because mm. also a lot of times parents are going to host, um going to work. they not yeah. at school. The only time that they get to see them is if they can pick them up. Take them back home, and that's mm. where also they can have their discussions. Like, listen, I saw this advertised or I saw this incident where they they telling kids like educate your kids at home, home. They yeah. know everything from yeah, and you know, being home. So if we could take that that information from even in workplaces, you know where you are, wherever you are, it should be a constant thing, a reminder of letting you know. Yeah this is what's happening and i have to be aware of this i have to be careful of this and i need to you know be responsible and accountable mm. or hold myself accountable about like what do i also see and i shouldn't be a scare, scared if i see an incident if mm. i see a situation i shouldn't be afraid to tell on yeah. you know about yeah. that especially something of you know that you like i there was an incident where there was a concert The Global Citizen, a big concert. Oh, yes, yes. That nature. That night, the things like, like, even just like after, so after the concert, obviously, that's when people are leaving and stuff, and there's different entrances. It's dark, Mm. you know? You're in the middle of nowhere. You're trying to call your Uber, or you're trying to go to where you've parked, if you came, if you're lucky, you came with friends and stuff. But most people, when they go to concerts, they take Ubers, yeah, because they are not willing to drive, and, you know, and just that situation after that that there was like a garage and i remember telling my friend i remember telling my friend that we are not going there there's just i could see that there's just too many people and it's likely and there's also children there so they were vulnerable like i saw as we were running like because we were trying to find our uber as we were running i saw a child literally holding a break trying to stop somebody from like hurting them mom it was a real life situation where, and at some point we got in the middle of the, um, the road and we were running oh. and cause now we're looking, luckily I had my other like two friends with me. So it wasn't like a, I was alone situation, which I wouldn't be, but we were, I was in the middle. And I remember because you're in a rush, you're in a rush and people are, so much is happening and you're wanting to get to your, you know, to your car and to yeah. your home you You miss the things, and I remember I saw whilst walking on the road because now there's traffic, and there are a lot of cars that are leaving the car yeah. street, and they're on the middle of the road in the corner of the um the garage, I see oh a, a girl being held down literally and like what? I'm running and I'm seeing because obviously when you're on the middle of the road, you can see the cars inside the cars or because you're running in the middle no and I literally saw a girl being being hauled up by two guys in the car at the back. And I remember my friends were like, well, they were like, just run, run. I remember hitting that car, like, stop, stop. Like I literally was hitting it for like a briefly, like 15 seconds. And I had to, and then the car had already gone and I had to literally leave. And I was like, guys, didn't you see that? When I got to the Uber, I'm like, and it rang my like it ran through my mind the whole entire time going home because I was like I can't believe I just witnessed that. know, and, yeah, and in
1: that moment, if somebody. you had the hotline, hotline number,
0: I could missed- have phoned
1: it and reported. Well, all oh, missing children, SA, you can also phone.
0: Yeah, you see, it was uh, like it broke my heart. Like I literally thought about, Sheesh. and I didn't enjoy the concert as, 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 like because of that incident because that was the last thing I remember from just. Cause I was just like the yeah. way that like this is happening, and everyone's hysterical because everyone wants to leave, and people aren't aware. People are so in a rush to go or get to where they need to go that they don't see. There was yeah. there was a lot of crime that happened that night.
1: Let's just say, and people were not protected yeah. at all. But that's the, the if you look at um, like the Super Bowl in America, yeah, that's also or even like with um, the soccer World Cup yeah when it's stadiums and stuff like that a lot of people get trafficked or a lot of um people get sold because of the sex tourism
0: yeah definitely and now how does the government hold that in like how are they how do they hold the or that how do they ensure that that doesn't you know take place especially in events like that
1: so most of the time it happens outside the stadium so it's not yes. within the stadium necessarily yeah. but um for instance we've partnered with uh, it's a penalty it's a it's a global campaign where actors and sports famous people basically where they'll come be part of the campaign to talk about if you see something say something and then they promote the national hotline number yeah. um so we and then the police force so The NGOs, the police force, everyone meet prior to the Super Bowl. And then they will actually plan to specifically just focus on any human trafficking. And so they've had a lot of rescues. I think like the one time 67 rescues of people like or people being recruited. Um, So we want to see that we can bring it's a penalty to South Africa as well, along with obviously Can You See Me is already here, but we want to get it out into the public
0: yeah and does the public have a say in deciding this or it's just in in us deciding or in us just being involved in you know agreeing uh,
1: with like the campaign and stuff yeah um i'm not sure how it's a penalty works yeah um so i can't comment on that at this point in time yeah um but with the can you see me the like we've developed the resources um what we did with the global freedom summit is the whoever attended they could advocate and we gave them a list of ministers that they could send an email to requesting can we launch can you see me in our communities that the community is aware about the national hotline so that's once again a practical thing that you as a youth can do yeah. to petition that hey we want to hear more about human trafficking
0: yeah yeah i guess petitioning is also one way of doing so and i get i don't know if to what extent it really helps in a way because a lot of times i get emails of petitions and and stuff and i do sign i'll sign them but beyond you that
2: yeah
0: beyond that what yeah, we we don't get, we don't get yeah. feedback about what what happened, and what, what yeah. you know, what, what was the result?
1: Yeah, so what we've done, we, um, like, the way we petitioned is be- because we gave the, the the email addresses of the ministers, yeah. where the everyday person, excuse me, could send the email to, they will realize what's happening with my inbox here, and to, obviously, it's to for them to, to get their attention about a specific topic about human trafficking, about the campaign that can help, you know, within our country, um, equipping people as well. Um, So we took that avenue versus just having a list where you can just sign a petition and you don't know where it ends up. Yeah. So it's literally going directly to the inboxes versus hanging in the cloud.
0: Yeah, and, and then from there, you guys will be able to assist co- accordingly. Then
1: we can follow up with A, B, C, D. Then there's more accountability.
0: Yeah, it needs just a larger scale. Like, it literally just needs the larger scale in terms of just, like, school, mm. workplaces, and just even posters. Like, right now, I have an idea. But I just want to, like, put even just posters. Like you can go. So- yeah, we can send you some. Yeah, please do. That would be incredible. So that I could <laughs> put up on my street. I will do it. I literally will do it because it's necessary and I could go all over. Mm-hmm. You can even go to, you know, doesn't have to be just here. Like I didn't even know that like my my where I live. It's a hot spot. But I guess yeah. it is because the airport is right here. And yep, the skin Yeah, you see, I mean, like, I wonder what, like, what happens in the airport then, if that, if there was incidents, do they have incidents like that? And then where do they take these people once they find that, like, okay, like, there was an incident where I saw an example of uh, a hostess, she noticed, she noticed that, Mm -hmm. I think it was in America or something, she noticed that this child was alone, and Mm -hmm. was by herself, and she literally saw that acutely that like she acutely saw that that mm. thing fishy here yeah? and soon as they landed the officials were there to take yeah take the child in because they could see she just her having that like instinct yeah well, it goes a long way
1: goes a long way
2: yeah.
1: Um. there's been there's been many rescues at the airports um because of the the staff we've trained a lot of times that's happened or at the ticket sales um, they will uh, find someone that's potentially trafficked most of the time the recruiter the trafficker will either be with the person sit next to them or they will sit a few seats back and they'll keep an eye on the product Um, but we've had many rescues at the airlines um, and they use airlines to move people around they constantly move people around that they're out of their space of safety um, and so that they can't reach for help or cause, you know, like you said, with your story, like they've become so cocky where they'll in plain sight will kidnap someone cause they know no one else will do something. Yeah. People are too <laughs> afraid to get involved or too selfish to just go on with their own thing. They won't report it. So that's why they now become, oh, we'll just do it in public space. No yeah, one's yeah, gonna yeah. do anything
0: and they'll find just the street like just down the street or something just like something so that we take for granted as like yeah i'm just walking to the shop and yeah. no for sure <laughs> and nobody like you yeah you never hear about well, what's going to have what happens to the person and a lot of that we get that and i know most of the times when i see someone missing or a little girl missing in south africa i know that they've been trafficked i know mm-hmm. is i know instantly it's a trafficking something with that has to do with trafficking. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a constant thing. I think last year, or it was a 2019, that year where, the I think every week there was somebody just gone missing. Somebody yeah. gone missing. Well, getting
1: closer, closer to her. Yeah, it's about, it's in our homes. It's pretty much, um, it's right under our noses. And, yeah. um, but the thing with like, if you look at kidnapping, kidnapping has always got the the motive where there's a ransom involved, um, mm-hmm. where with abduction it's more of, it could be for human trafficking, it could be they want to commit murder or some other form of um, crime. Um, we've seen with, you know, we've had over 200 people rescued within South Africa over the past like f- four years. through the the hotline. And less than 5% were recruited through um, abduction. Most were, I think about 43% were recruited through false job opportunities. So, yeah. So even that, it's it's educating people on what's the difference between kidnapping, abduction, and human trafficking. And you can only confirm human trafficking once there's an investigation. Yeah. Um, Or, what kind of crime? What was the motive behind it? Um, You know, there was a boy abducted in, it was also in Joburg, because the gardener allowed, um, was working with a family for two months. And then he coordinated the abduction, but then the purpose for that was to murder the the child, you know? Um, So it's like, yeah. It's just people with the, the wrong motives, that Definitely. that's committing these crimes, that's broken themselves.
0: And they have access, like they literally have access to just do as they please. Because if this really was like a national issue, which it should be, mm. it would be yeah. like a, you're scared to do that or you're scared to even try.
1: Yeah, think exactly. It's like... Yeah, if you look at other countries like um, Singapore, just yeah. to take, for example, if you litter, you get fined. Yeah. Or you can go to jail. So it's the... It's because various things have been tolerated within the country and certain reports have not been taken serious. That's why we're in the, in the situation that we're in. If there's more stricter... Imp, um you know, things implemented, then it makes a massive difference to are you going to commit the crime if your hands are being chopped off if you're stealing versus, yeah. you know, um, uh, but that's the thing. If if we as the public just think the government is there, we're over here and we're fighting the government, we can't fight the government. We need to work with the government yeah. and see where we can raise our voice collectively that's going to make the difference.
0: Definitely. Definitely, and it has to be. And going back to just how, just the power structures, like the infrastructures that are in place, like especially the people that are funding these things are powerful people. In most cases, they've got resources, they've got the money to do so, and most of the times they probably pay off. They just because that's a weapon now of like, I've got money, I'm paying you this for you to do this work. And get it done. Yeah. And yeah.
1: Exactly. How,
0: how does we like? How do we or our law in South Africa hold powerful people that are mm. implicated in these things responsible? Because we know it's people that have resources or have money mm. to do so that are mm. creating or creating spaces where they take or they take in people to work for them in doing this mm. work for them. Yeah. How then do we? uh, How do we address that?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's a bit more complicated than just addressing it because most of the time, yes, officials get paid off, but then there's also a threat: if you say something or if you testify against me, I'll murder you and your family. So there's there's other elements that play such a big role, where it's it's easy, I think for the ones that's not necessarily involved in the corruption or in the deed to say, Oh, just, you know, get yourself together. But then we don't see the implications of what are the dangers for the individual when they do step out. Um, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a a brain picker that one, um, because yes, we want to, you know, like I mentioned with the previous actions, yeah. do the you know write the the letters to the ministers get the partner with the ward counselors and address the issues that you can and then look at what is the next step to because you're honoring the system but you're also through going through the right channels but you're also building relationships in your local community in order to say enough is enough instead of going against the the law that's been placed there to actually protect us. At the end of the day, everyone is accountable for what they are doing, yeah. And in which manner that they are doing it, and it's not up to us to be the judge of those that are, you know, misbehaving. But we can play a part by saying this: we don't want this in our community. You know, working with the key uh, stakeholders that's within your community and say how can we take this forward? What change can we bring? Um, instead of everyone having their own different agenda.
0: We definitely, we have to fight back. We have to fight Yeah, back. for sure. And in a way, that's not just like a brush it over and it's done. Yeah, Address it and yeah. then brush it over and then something, another incident happens again. It has to be a consistent thing where we literally know every day, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. And let's hold people responsible like even just ministers just ministers, we can hold them accountable you Mm, are you you can address that exactly yes on this because we we can't march all along like we can't we can't be marching every single time something happens or every time every time a girl has gone missing or every time exactly has been killed it shouldn't happen People should not have the confidence to be doing it constantly. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's so so tiring. Like 2020 was a lot as a year in itself, Mm -hmm. but now where it's just like, I think people have had enough. And like, I'm telling you the youth right now, we have had enough of it. Yeah. We are so sick of it. It it just dampens. You just don't feel comfortable. You don't feel safe walking or doing anything. Like just running, going for a bike ride. You just don't feel like I, I've yeah. stopped, like I even work out now and I work at home at home because mm. at the back of my mind, I, I have to be conscious of the fact that, Oh, I'm a woman, you know, yeah. in South Africa. And I'm likely anything could happen to me. It's just yeah. like, it's like a monkey at the back of your, your shoulder. Just watch Just like you have agony to just go anywhere. Yeah. It's just lunch. Just something so yeah. simple, going to the park. Like parks especially, apparently that's where a lot of the time
1: people are. Yeah, it's very isolating. Mm. Um, I think another way that the youth can start is with the guys. The guys standing up and also yeah. addressing their conversations and the way they speak about women. Thank you. Um, that is a big thing. Because you see a lot of these women empowerment, women empowerment. I'm like, where are the males? The, are your actions? And where, where are the, where are the programs for the males to speak? Yeah. Because it doesn't help you just invest in the women, and the men never get any investment, and yeah. they don't talk about what's going on, and they don't talk about their feelings. I know they're not made like us, but yeah. they need to have a platform where they feel secure. And they don't be judged like because they believe or think a certain thing. If they have an addiction that they want to have sex with a the child, they need to have a safe space where they can share it and not be judged, but they want help. And so, um, I think the, there needs to be yeah.
0: Yeah, but there's it's also also yeah. You see, it's not the woman's responsibility for the fact that a man thinks the way they they think. Yeah, they have to hold themselves accountable. Mm-hmm. About what, yeah. and if you see signs like just from your, you know, like uh, 30 year olds or however age you're old, just guys that, mm. when, if you see a sign that this guy is not, there's something fishy or there's something that's not right, just like based on what they articulate, how they speak, what mm. they speak about, what they focus on, you can yeah. pull them out. And I need to be, oh, for sure. I can reiterate this even more like, you have to. It's not a matter of, mm deciding, oh, this is my friend or this is a mutual friend of this person's, you need to address them then and then to tell them, yo, yeah. I'm going to report you. If, if wh- yeah. what do you mean? like, what are you saying? I'm going to report you because what you're doing or h- how you're acting, I don't agree with that. And it's okay yeah. to do so. It's the right thing to yeah. do. In fact, you're helping us. Like you are helping instead of, and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who doesn't agree with you or if they think you're, you know, you're, you're yeah. an for doing so do it yeah so if that was your yeah. sister, if that was your daughter you know if mm-hmm. that was your mother wouldn't you, well, want if, it to, you if, if it was you do you want someone to speak you to you like that? that yeah wouldn't you want to yeah. be defended for or protected or feel secure yeah. protect and a lot of it and it helped ha- it, it, it really i'm glad that you pointed out that the men have to step up because they there's so much performative just fluff, yeah, and social media of like, oh yes, yes, you know, respect woman, all mm. woman, or well, whatever it is, but it's just the, the actions. They say one yeah. thing just for likability or popularity, and then backness. Mm. I'm not gonna, you know, hold my friend accountable for being a predator or insinuate. Yeah. That's that- where it starts.
1: Because it's
0: bad, yeah, it's horrible, and if they
1: don't do it, then they leave us no choice. But, yeah, well, the thing is, sex trafficking won't exist if there were no clients, and the clients is yeah. the everyday person that you know that you sit next to on a bus that you walk past yeah. in the shops, so it's there's no consequences, that's why, like, they. And, and it's also what's been tolerated. They think yep. they can talk to someone like that because someone else allowed it. And it's just because if there's enough women that says no, then it's, you know, they're going to hopefully eventually get the picture that you can't just do that with me. But it comes down to women's identity and how they view themselves and their self-image and their worth. Yeah. Because sometimes people want to attach. See, there's so many issues that link into each other because – then it's like, no, but if I don't allow this, then I won't have anyone that will love me. And it's false love. It's just they want they they're not content with who they are and they're trying to fill themselves with another person that will never satisfy them. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's it all has a ripple effect. One element goes into the next of issues, and it's just everyone taking ownership, but then you have broken families, those that's been abused and they don't know anything else um, that also needs help. So it's like, that's why I say it's different people with different expertise. You're coming together to assist individuals and that where people don't feel judged mm-hmm. with what their addiction is, but that they have a safe space to know that they can belong and, and actually share whatever they want to share.
0: Yeah. And it goes down to also just like creating, like we need an environment where, or we need to create environments where people are okay with saying what it is that they have to say about that without having, or without feeling, you know, that Mm. they not going to be heard or, you know, being dismissed. Essentially. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, just say, just tell and be honest, like just be honest about the truth and Mm. So should the media, because the media lacks a lot of that. It lacks a lot of that. Just tell us the truth, you know? Yeah. We're not, we, we know what's going on. We know what's happening. Just tell us the truth. Because also, it's like, in, hand in hand, they're it's going to it's gonna only make them look as if, like, oh, okay, so you guys are also being complicit to, if yeah. the media is being complicit to it, then, oh, might as well, I might as well be complicit to it. It's giving that mm. attitude, you know? to the public. So it's it should be of a thing of like, yes, media, tell us the truth. Wanna oh that's all we want to know. We wanna know the truth. You know, don't distract. Call <laughs> yeah, call or just like yeah, there's also there's um there was a there's a show as well on what's it, the ENCA as well. About like, Yes, yeah, we've been on
1: that a few times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I think that's where They're I first um I first heard of you guys. You see, by looking at that. I think that's where I was like, okay, let me go research this and go look up what's this about. Because some of those stories are, like, it's frightening. Like, it's really frightening. I've got, I just think about, like, also my, like, my nieces and nephews. And I think about, like, what what places or what world they're going to live in. And if they're not aware or they're not told about things like this and yeah i will even ask my nephew like what do they talk to you about in school like what do you learn in life orientation about that addresses things like real world issues like this like do you aware about what's happening much hashtags and then we go you know yeah that comes back every single year literally every single year and nothing is done so hopefully i hope that like the people that engage with this podcast are able to actually bring light because it's also a different audience, like different mm. audiences that need to see or be aware or be informed about the situation at hand because online and podcasts is a new wave that I see that people actually listen to it. Like I listen yeah. to us a lot, a couple of them and a lot of times it helps me. Like it really does. It, it's some sort of therapy. It's crazy, but <laughs> it is. <laughs> It's some sort of yeah, therapy it, it and it does. it does help just knowing that, okay, somebody also really thinks th- this way. I have hope in humanity like this. <laughs> <laughs> I have hope in humanity and somebody can like really speak about this. And I was like, I've always wanted to do human trafficking, human trafficking because I know that it's a topic that we will speak about it and we'll be like, Oh damn, I'm sad. And the next minute, yeah, it's
1: like, but you don't have to
0: be. You there's don't solutions. have anything, just solutions, help. Just be, mm. be awake and be sharp about what, what it is you see. And see it for yeah. what it is. Don't question yeah. it. Because a lot of yeah. doubt stops people from coming, you know, coming forth or just being helpful in the sense of like, oh, guys, I saw this incident. You know, there was an incident at Witz where, in Udi, where there's like, a, there's the Vitz Museum like right in front, yes, yes. you see it's clear and you can see what's happening outside. So you can see what's happening yes. on the road. And there was an inc- incident where a girl om- was almost kidnapped. Like they opened the door and people saw inside, but people are screaming from inside and telling them, I don't know how she escaped, but she did. And sure. I think people brought like, were showing that like, yo, 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 look, stop the car, stop the car. Or, and that person, that girl got lucky you i was just simple she was just trying to cross the you know the traffic lights right the car just stopped opens the door they pull you in or they they make it quick they do it quickly oh yeah
1: they're very well trained
0: yeah thank you so much for joining me this afternoon <laughs> I've taken so much of your time but yeah i appreciate it so
1: much <laughs> thank Perfect. you once again for the opportunity Oh my, oh